The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is co-host TJ Inman, and we have a guest, Ross, Ross Shercliffe from TowelRack.com. We're here to talk IU Western Kentucky. This would be coming up on week two of Indiana's uh, football, original football schedule uh, that got wiped out in, uh, in July, and the entire schedule got wiped out in August. So we are missing football. We'll get into the history of the series the best games of the series, best performances, and we'll talk a lot about why this series should continue um, and the impact that canceling this game has on uh, schools like Western Kentucky. But first, a, a word from our friends over at Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. This is super ironic. Uh, but you might not be uh, be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you could get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You could get in on, on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook uh, experts. All right, welcome in, TJ. How are you guys? How are you doing? Doing fine. Yet yeah, it, um, it was a uh, you know good Saturday to at least be able to turn on and watch you know something resembling the college football product that we look forward to all year. Um, you know, I watched a few games, thought, uh, thought Army was incredibly impressive, while Middle Tennessee State looked like they didn't want to be there. Uh, I think we'll <laughs> see kind of more scores like that, where it's a matter of one team's really well prepared, and the other one just, uh, for lack of a better term, doesn't really show up. Um, I thought uh, Memphis and Arkansas State game was relatively entertaining, but certainly uh, not what we've come to expect from typical week ones. Not a whole lot going on uh, this week. A bit more, uh, a bit more action, but still not your normal, uh, normal Saturday. But uh, I, I enjoyed watching it, even though I use not involved. And yeah. yeah, Ross, your team is playing this year. How are you guys doing? We're very jealous. Well, we're excited. I mean, I think all things considered, you know, losing the Indiana game kind of stunk because, I mean, it's eminently drivable, fun little road trip. Uh, we'll get into it. I went up there in 2015 and had a good time. But I think Western Kentucky has made a best out of a bad situation by, I mean, they're playing, I think, 11 of the original 12 games. And they replaced uh, IU with BYU as as a road trip. So, I think they're salvaging the best out of bad situation. And, you know, after last night, that, you know, that BYU team looked really good. So it, mm -hmm. it looks like that's going to be a big challenge. So it sure did. And then Navy hadn't practiced live tackling either. So that's going to be something to watch uh, as these Power Five teams start playing 
um, you know, along with some of the group of five teams is, you know, how much practice did they get? Did they go live and things like that? So let's get into this Indiana Western Kentucky series. Indiana leads it three games to none. Uh, I was talking to Ross earlier before the podcast. It seems like Indiana has played Western Kentucky a few more times than this. Um, but it, the first game was in 2008. Indiana won uh 31-13 behind a big game from Kellen Lewis on the ground and through the air. Uh, Indiana came and played in Bowling Green in 2010 uh, behind a big game from Ben Chappell, won 38-21. And then in 2015, uh, Western Kentucky came up to Bloomington. Uh, they had a very, very good team with Brandon Dowdy and some of those guys. It was a barn burner. Uh, Indiana was down at half. Um, Indiana pulled it off 38-35 in a wild 2015 year, which, you know, TJ, you, you remember back, they, it was a one-score game against um, Southern Illinois. It was a one-score game against Wake Forest and a three-point win over uh, Western Kentucky in a, in a season where IU went 6-6. Six and six. Um, You kind of don't remember that, Kevin Wilson's job was really on the line in week one when they were uh, losing to Southern Illinois. But, Ross, what is your uh, takeaway from this series? What does it mean not only for Western Kentucky, but living in that, you know, the the Bowling Green, Louisville area and coming up to Bloomington, it's it's kind of a local game for everybody. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I'm actually from Louisville. I live in Louisville. Um, but it's only – I was looking at the distance. It's only about – 187 miles, so about a three-hour drive, you know, between Bowling Green and uh, Bloomington. So I think it really fits with uh, Western Kentucky's strategy to schedule, like, regional Power 5 teams that, you know, are pretty winnable games. I mean, Indiana's been great with the fact that, you know, they've, they've actually traveled to Bowling Green before, and I think Vanderbilt's the only P5 team besides that has done that. And uh, I think they're supposed to come again next year in 2021. So I think, you know, the way we look at it, you know, I know Indiana's really come on strong lately, but, you know, the way we look at it is, you know, it's a winnable power five game where kind of like Arkansas last year where they beat Arkansas, you know, they, they don't want to just be body bag games. They want games where they can make statements and, you know, it's a good game for fans to travel to Bloomington's a great college town. And uh, I think, you know, people look forward to that game on the schedule for that reason. Awesome. And TJ on the IU side, why is this a series that IU, uh, you know, should try and keep on, you know, on a, on a regular basis? Well, I, I think that it makes a lot of sense from the regional standpoint. Um, I, I actually prefer playing Western Kentucky than I do uh, playing I, I want to keep Ball State, but I, I would much rather play Western Kentucky than I would, say, UConn, uh, <laughs> for instance. Um, or, uh, really, I'd rather play Western Kentucky than I would Cincinnati, which is a game Indiana has coming up. Uh, I, I think that, for me, the ideal non-conference would look something like Western Kentucky, Ball State, uh, and then a Florida school. Uh, Florida International or Florida Atlantic, something like that, because Indiana has so many Florida kids and it's such a recruiting pipeline for the Hoosiers right now with Tom Allen uh, and his staff. So I think it makes a ton of sense. It's as, uh, as our guest mentioned, it, it makes a lot of sense from a travel standpoint uh, and attendance is something that IU 
needs to be concerned with. Uh, so if we can get a non-conference game, which is going to bring uh, a decent number of road fans that are going to come and enjoy the day in Bloomington, uh, that's a major bonus. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, TJ. I, I see both sides. It's a chance for Western Kentucky to, to come up and, and beat a Power 5 school. For Indiana, it's, it's a school that – it's a game that you probably should win on paper every – Every now and then, Western Kentucky will put together a really, really good team, uh, but then usually your coach gets poached and you have to rebuild every couple of years, and it's a tough position to put in, uh, put yourself in. But it's, uh, like you said, it's a three-hour drive. It's in that six-hour radius that, that IU is recruiting as well outside of, um, outside of Bloomington. And it's just – with the Big Ten playing nine conference games and who knows if they're going to move to 10 conference games and things like that, the scheduling flexibility is so non-existent. Whereas if you're playing eight conference games, you could regularly schedule a Western Kentucky and, and, you know, and be okay playing Cincinnati or, you know, scheduling another power five school uh, by by the rules of, of the Big Ten. Uh, but let's take a dive deep into – and I hate that rule. That's why I hate the nine conference games It's because you kind of hamstring yourself and you don't get some of these local matchups that, that really are, are fun. Uh, well, I think if you, if you want to kind of compare, you know, Indiana where they're at as a program, I'll just compare to another Power Five school in this state would be like Kentucky. Kentucky, historic basketball school, kind of a, you know, doormat in their conference – but they schedule consistently those three non-conference should win type games every year. And then you have your rival as your fourth in Louisville. So, yeah, I think, you know, you're missing that one game where, you know, you go three and three or four and oh, or three and one, four and oh, and that you only have to win a couple conference games to really get your program on solid footing. And then, you know, you take a next step, you know, like you guys did last year, you're going eight and four and trying to be nine Indiana or whatever. So, yeah, so close. Five minutes away from yeah. Nine Indiana. Uh, but you're exactly right. It, it's it's something that I, I think I don't know if it's coming from upper management, but the fan base has been hesitant against the two. And you've seen some really good IU football teams get hamstrung by scheduling Navy and Missouri, um, and then playing a nine game schedule. And um, it's really it really sets your program back because if you go to bowl games consistently. Nobody cares that you went six and six in 1997. Um, yeah. But, you know, and, and you look back and it just really hamstrings. But let's let's dive into um, into the series. Ross, what was your favorite game of the series? You mentioned 2015 coming out to Bloomington. Um, what was your favorite performance and, and favorite game of the series? I mean, they're all kind of frustrating in one part or another. I would say, I mean, 2008 and 2010, well, you got to realize Western uh, added IU to their schedule or vice versa right when they were making the transition from FCS to Division One A. So, you know, Indiana was good enough for us to, uh, you know, schedule you know, up and the reasons you guys did in but get the three games they were all you know all respectable and then I mean the 2015 game was just so close I mean uh, you know Western you know led early and then I mean it was just a big swing I think it was what third I'm looking at 28 to 17 at the half and then I 
stormed back in the third quarter. Uh, they just couldn't stop Jordan that team. You know, Tyler Higby, uh, Taylor Taylor, Brandon Dowdy, stuff like that. And, you know, I used had, you know, tons of really good players too on that team between Howard and Sudfeld. So, I didn't, you know, it's one of those games at the time you didn't really realize how talented both teams were. But now looking back five years later, I mean, that was a, a pretty fun little non-conference matchup. So Yeah, that 2015 Western Kentucky team, I think I bet the over every single week and won every single time because um, Vegas didn't figure it out that that Western Kentucky team had a really, really good offense. Uh, TJ, on your side, what is what I, your I was favorite? Shocked. Okay. Go ahead, Russ. TJ, on yours on the IU side, what, I, said, I what was is, shocked when uh, when IU got rid of uh, Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Zoom. We were all shocked um, after that 2016 season. TJ, what's your favorite memory from the from the uh, from this series? Uh, the 2015 game was, was a lot of fun, uh, as long as you, you don't care much about defense. Uh, you know, Ross is right. Our, the 2015 offense for Indiana had some really good players on it. Uh, you know, Jordan Howard and Nate Sudfeld, uh, terrific tandem. Sudfeld, certainly one of the more prolific quarterbacks Indiana's ever had. And I think against Western in that game, he – you know, it was something like 20 for 27 for over 350 uh, with three touchdowns. But uh, the defense on that team left a whole lot to be desired, and it, it almost kept Indiana out of a bowl game. Uh, that offense was good enough for IU to win nine or ten games. The defense was bad enough for IU to only win like one or two. Um, <laughs> it was a, a really bad defense, and Western Kentucky carved it up. Uh, I remember at halftime, Indiana being down, thinking uh, we're down 11. That's two possession ups uh, to get IU for the Hoosiers. They were able to have a really good third quarter. That was a really fun game. Uh, I, I remember quite a bit about it, really. Um, and it, yeah, you mentioned Kevin Wilson. Uh, that was kind of the peak Kevin Wilson season. Uh, explosive individual performances, explosive offense, absolutely horrific defense, particularly uh, on third downs, just unable to get opponents off the field and get that one big stop uh, that would put you over to the top. And, and that Western Kentucky game almost exemplified it perfectly, except they came up with the win. Uh, but that, that's my favorite memory of that, uh, of the series between the two schools. Um, and I remember thinking, you know, this this Jeff Brom guy, he's, he's going to be something pretty good. It, it definitely seemed during that season he was not going to be long for that job. And, of course, ends up uh, arch rival at Purdue. So um, that was kind of Indiana fans' first, uh, first look at Jeff Brom. Um, and I think that's the main thing I take away from it is remembering that, that offense and Brandon Dowdy throwing for almost 500 yards against IU's defense. I think yeah. that was my point that got cut off. Is I was shocked that IU didn't make a really good run at Brom. They kind of just kind of overlooked him when they when that happened because I thought, you know, he's a Louisville guy and, and Bloomington's yeah. a lot closer to uh, Louisville than West Lafayette is. That was my point that kind of got broken up last time. 
Yeah, they had Tom Allen as defensive coordinator, and, and there was no coaching search for no. that. So they knew Tom Allen was going to be the guy after Wilson. Um, but, yeah, Jeff Brom, if he had a coaching search, should have been at or near near the top of your list there. Um, going back to that 2015 game, that, that IU had two big defensive stops, and, and it was by – then freshman Jonathan Crawford, who came up with two huge uh, interceptions, I believe, on back-to-back drives, uh, and, and that happened. So, any um, Ross, any, before we let you go, any final thoughts on this series? And um, you give us just a, a small preview of what Western Kentucky um, might do this year. So, yeah, I know uh, just some news for your listeners that Western Kentucky Athletic Director uh, Todd Stewart spoke to Scott Dolson after all the uh, after you know the Big Ten canceled their their uh, season, and he stated that you know they're going to do their best to reschedule this game where Western goes back to Bloomington, probably. So it would probably be you know like 2021. You guys are going to come down to Bowling Green, and then uh, you know after that, I think there's going to be another game or two up there. So I'm happy the series is going to go on. I think you know looking. Head to next year, depending, you know, that weird rule where, uh, you know, there's not going to be, you know, any loss of eligibility you're playing this year. It's really hard to see what WKU has coming back, but yeah. I think, you know, they should keep their coach and they should have, you know, a good starting quarterback or two. So, um, you know, I think it would be a competitive game. I, you might have lucked out not catching us this year because I think Western Kentucky is going to compete for the Conference USA title. They return, uh, all-American candidate, D'Angelo Malone, who had 11 and a half sacks last year on defense. And they have, they have I think, enough enough uh, starters returning, enough talent back that they could really have given IU a scare. And they might do it to Louisville on Saturday. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be watching Western Kentucky uh, closely. Thanks, Ross, for jumping on with us. And uh, enjoy playing this season. Appreciate it. I hope we can get a basketball series one of these years, too. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks for joining us, Ross. All right. And we have a couple more words from our friends over at uh, Bet Online before we get into some of our big performances in this series. Um, yeah, that wait is finally over, at least for Ross. Football is finally back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you could get on every, in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your sportsbook uh, experts. So, TJ, in the three-game series, which performance um, stands out to you the most? Yeah, for me, I'm going to go Jordan Howard from IU uh, in the 2015 game, more than 200 yards. Uh, really, for me, it's the game that I look back on and, and kind of realize IU had a monster uh, there running back. We didn't quite know what we had as a transfer from UAB, but uh, uh, it was very clear from the get-go that Jordan Howard was going to be a, a real difference maker for IU in the backfield. Um, 
I, I have to give Western Kentucky props as well. Brandon Dowdy with, I believe it was 466 yards through the air against the Hoosiers while granted a porous defense, but still that's impressive against anybody. Uh, and Taiwan Taylor just carved Indiana's secondary up. They could not stop him. Almost 200 yards of receiving on about, I think it was nine catches and really stood out as a, uh, a guy that was going to, to play on Sunday. So uh, those two guys came to Bloomington and really showed out, uh, almost took down the Hoosiers by themselves. If, if they would have had uh, just a few fewer mistakes in that second half, uh, they would have gone out of there with the win. And at that point, you know, I, I'm not sure what Indiana's future would have been. Uh, you know, would they have made the move? Because at that point, they're finishing five and seven, uh, most likely, if you just play out the rest of the season as it happened. I use finishing five and seven, not making a bowl game. Keep his job at that, you know, who the coach and what happens from there. It, it, that's kind of a that and the Southern Illinois game are two kind of what ifs uh, if Indiana did not get the win there. So um, those are the top performances that I look back on. Yeah, and you could go back to the Maryland game as well that year where IU came back from a 21 3 deficit in the first quarter. And there's a yep. lot of what ifs in, in, um, in 2015. But for me, my performance, we're going all the way back to 2008 um, in a year which ended up being a lost year uh, for Indiana football. But the performance by Kellen Lewis, he accounted for four touchdowns. He ran for 185 yards. He threw for another uh, 144. He had two touchdowns on the ground, two touchdowns through the air um, in a game that IU won 31 uh, 31-13. I believe they finished three and nine that year, coming off that coming off that bowl uh, bowl appearance in 2007. Um, and you just you look at Kellen Lewis's numbers, and you go, if he had stayed healthy uh, that yeah. year, you know what could have happened? Um, could they have made a back-to-back bowl? Could they have won five games? Uh, maybe they beat Purdue that year again. Uh, but he couldn't stay. He couldn't stay healthy, and ultimately got dismissed from the team as well. Um, and then to go back to 2015, Mitchell Page had a huge punt return uh, in yeah. that game as well, and um, that came with that was Indiana's first score, uh, and it was their only touchdown offensively in the first quarter, uh, and it kind of kept them afloat as Western Kentucky controlled the the first and second quarter up until like the last three minutes of the the quarter, which got wild. There were two touchdowns and a field goal in the last four minutes, two seconds. But yeah, that was a a what if game Um, and things like that. Final thoughts, TJ, on the Western Kentucky series. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think we, you know, illuminated our points, uh, kind of why we, we like this, why we like this type of scheduling philosophy from IU. Um, I think in general, they have done a much better job recently uh, of filling the schedule with games like this. And uh, I, I'm a fan of it. 
I, I will say, you know, for Ross's sake, I, I would prefer that IU uh, gets those, you know, all at home. I know that uh, that's a, a key point for Western. It's maybe a three-for-one type deal uh, where they're coming to Bloomington three times in exchange for IU going once. Um, and I know that Indiana doesn't get to make all the rules, but ideally IU's not going to have to leave Bloomington um, very often in the non-conference. But uh, I'd like to seriously think it makes a lot of sense. And in years where Western is good, like 2015, when they end up winning 12 games, uh, their only losses were to IU and LSU, uh, who was number five in the country at the time they played them. Uh, it's, it's an incredibly challenging game. I think, you know, before the shutdown, you had mentioned a couple different times doing a challenge for Indiana. Um, and I, I, I think that that was probably going to be the case. Um, I, yeah. I do think Indiana would have uh, been victorious because I, I think it, Something that, you know, Ross mentioned maybe Indiana getting a little lucky not to draw Western this year. I think you have to ignore the fact that it's a talented team in, uh, you know, decades. It, it would be a very different program than the one Western saw in 2015 in terms of talent level uh, and balance on both sides of the ball. So I was obviously going to be interested to see how that played out. Uh, we'll have to wait until perhaps next year when the two teams can, can lock it up. And I'll be watching Saturday as they play Louisville. Uh, I think the early line on that game was Cardinals by, I think, 13 and a half was the release that I saw. Uh, we'll see what type of movement we get on. Yeah, and so uh, uh, you're breaking up, TJ. That will be an Louisville a team that a lot of people have as kind of a sleeper uh, in the ACC to. Uh, right. You got me? Uh, yeah, I got, I got you. Um, so okay. Western Kentucky's 13 or a 13 point underdog at Louisville. Uh, who's going to be a sleeper in the ACC. Um, the upcoming schedule for IU Western Kentucky. Uh, yeah. IU will get Western Kentucky at home. Yeah. In or at uh, away in, on September 25th, 2021, and then they get a return home game from Western Kentucky in 2022 that is set for September 17th. But it, it is a fun series uh, and things like that, and it had some big performances. But yeah, if you're looking for a team to root for that's local, that's not University of Kentucky, that's not Louisville. Uh, Western Kentucky could be a fun team to watch this year. So, TJ, thanks for joining us today. Uh, that'll do it for the podcast. Next week, uh, I believe we have our Ball State um, series history, uh, which will be an interesting one because that's been a little bit more back and forth uh, than Western Kentucky. So thanks for joining us, TJ. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and uh, we'll talk next week. All righty. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. All right, that does it for the Hoosier Huddle podcast uh, tonight. We have a final word from our friends over at Manscaped. Uh, 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. 
But here's one thing you, uh, you can control, and that's your shaving needs. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. So, in fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code, with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and you use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 uh, by the horns and start shaving that front. All right. Thank you for joining us today uh, for our podcast. Keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. We'll have a remembering uh, series again, this time Western Kentucky. I believe we're doing the 2015 game. We'll talk about the big performances as well um, and some of our other things, um, as well as Amanda's recruiting uh, roundup that comes out Sundays after all of the IU recruits play. Those of them who have a high school season you can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle um, as well. Thank you. Have a great Tuesday evening and we'll see you next week to talk IU ball state. This is it. We've got an Amex platinum pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen, we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion lounge. <sighs> Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? 
In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.